Hey kids, just a quick note to say that this Thursday, June 9th, in Houston, Texas, at the Big Top, Patrick will be playing a very special solo acoustic show along with our friends Hugh Morrison and Joe Wamsley. That's an Irishman, a Scotsman, and a Liverpudlian. Patrick starts at 9 p.m., and the other two fellows will follow. I'm planning to be there. You should, too. I'll see you there. We are rolling. Uh, what episode is Chad? What episode is Chad? Episode number 173. Well, there we go. Thanks for coming, everybody. We are on the road again. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. We just left Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, boy. Right? That's how they say it here, right? Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, not Birmingham. There you go. <laughs> Birmingham. Alabama. The last date on our Beast Coast tour was at nine shows. I count that high. Anyway, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nine. Nine shows. Ten. I don't know. Successful tour, I thought. Yeah, very. Good shows. Very, 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 very fun. Uh, starting places. backwards. Starting backwards, we. Um, we did the Nick Rocks tonight and Tuesday in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and the Nick Rocks is a landmark. It's an absolute landmark. We've heard from many, many people yeah. around there how many times they played there, and you know, back in the '90s. And uh, uh, so, yeah, just, just, and then just to over, overall the, the overview of this tour, just so you know. Yeah, so we were booked initially for the Rockville uh, Home for the Holidays, the Hometown Holidays uh, Festival. We were booked, but they couldn't release the paperwork because there was still a chance that it wasn't going to come off. So that was our, as they call it, the anchor date. They couldn't release the paperwork, so we could not book all these shows as early as we wanted to because we didn't have that. We didn't have confirmation that that's going to. So basically, if you don't have that one, that tour to bring you up, then it's difficult to, to do the shows around it. So uh, the Nick Rocks in Birmingham, Alabama was one of the first ones to call back and say, yes, we'll take you, but uh, you need to find uh, a local band because we'd never played there before. And uh, so I reached out, made a couple of calls, emailed a bunch of websites and all that shit stuff. Excuse me. Sorry, Heidi. You okay? I'm okay. Okay. Uh, emailed them and they emailed right back and said alright cool then I called them back about a week later I said look here's who I've called zero responses so what do you want to do they said you just come on we'll take it let's have it so it's kind of cool that they that they that's their thing you're not going to play there if they don't know you unless you have a, a, a local local support so we did not have that and uh we, uh, but we had a, we, we had a hell of a night tonight. What, Heidi, am I right? Yes. Eric C. Hughes, am I right? Yes, sir. All right, Eric. Uh, uh, Eric uh, <laughs> Chad C. Hughes, am I right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> as as we normally do, we got to tip the hat, and uh, we're all tipping hats right now to uh, to Joe Running Sound. Oh yeah. Fiverr behind the bar. Yeah. Joe at the door. Yeah. Uh, Peter Paul and Mary at the in the in the dumpster. Right. Were they, were they having a little argument? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see A little kerfuffle? 
Anyway, Peter, Paul, and Mary, uh, Jesus loves you, and nobody else does. Amen. Uh, who else am I missing? Oh, oh, and then, of course, Dee Dee, Star Shaker. Dee Dee, who, of course, I had to... Yeah. Play, but, yeah. He had to go, go to the studio. Really nice guy. Yeah. So, uh, kids, if you're interested in looking up some music, look up Star Shaker from Birmingham, Alabama. Head case. Head case. I had to teach a young fella how to Irish curse today. So, I'm uh, sorry, today, Tuesday. So, yes. I was really just amazed that I mean, I'd never really met anybody from Alabama before, I guess. I'm sure I have, but I just don't remember it. All these folks who hang out in this bar, to me, they, they talk, they don't they don't have the accent, but they talk like they're from the East Coast, like the Upper East Coast. They, they act like they're, I mean, they just remind me of people like, like from New York or Boston, Philly. You know, they've got their really, really boisterous, yeah. very loud personalities. <coughs> that guy in the Primus shirt really sounded like East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, not, no, not, not the accent, not like that. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about Dee Dee and Joel, and, and, and uh, Will. It was we were working the bar earlier. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to the kids at home, don't do drugs, because <laughs> they're all in Birmingham. Yes, there was a ton of, uh, of of there was so much weed out there tonight. I don't know if the wheels on the bus are touching the ground. <laughs> it was, I mean, oh my God. Yeah, some dude tried to, try to sell me drugs too. But I was selling sell you? They're yeah. giving it away, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all have really interesting stories, nonetheless. Every, every, one, every one a character. Every <laughs> single one. It was brilliant. Very, very fun. We will be back to Birmingham, Alabama, y'all. And some friends of ours too, just to... Uh, as we rewind, our, our friends from Indiana drove down to uh, our Nashville show, and then they said, hell with it, we're only a couple of hours away, so they came to the Birmingham, Alabama show. What a treat. So, Brian and Tara, nice job. Great seeing you. And, of course, Cousin Leah, right? Yeah. Leah and Lainey were there. Can you, can, you, can you tell us who they are? Okay, so Leah is my cousin, uh, and Lainey is her Lainey. <laughs> Yeah, I have not seen my cousin Leah in probably over 20 years, so that was that was really great. They had a good time. We signed their t-shirts. And? And? There. Oh, it's a kid show. That's that, that <laughs> right there. No, very, very, very wonderful people. They, they did a coffee run for us. Thank you very much, ladies. Very sweet. But then we'd also met a friend of ours. We now know two Johns from Wichita, Kansas. John Werner being one, and then John that was there tonight. Yeah. And, uh, and guess what both of their favorite songs are? Waxy's Dargle. Uh, yes. da, 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 da. Take that, you Nardia. Yeah, the room really, really, uh, really woke up. I mean, they were already awake, but they, they definitely loved that song. People keep running in from outside. Yeah, that was that was that, that, that show had a ton of energy tonight. So, um, and we've only got what ten hours, ten hours in the van now to come home and throw Heidi on a plane. Is that a movie? <laughs> uh, Friday night, where were we? Friday night, we were in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. The lost Patty. Yes. Or currently the Patty. Exactly, because they found him to Mehal. Uh, yeah, Mehal. So Mehal, the owner, is from Rath Mines. That, guy, that kid's going to do all right. Yeah, very, really fun pub. One of the, one of the cooler Irish pubs I think I've ever seen. A pub, pub. Yeah. 
So Heidi, your your first time as ours uh, playing in Nashville, right? Yeah. First time. Eric C. Hughes, first time in Nashville? No. No? No, several times. Who did you play there with? Played there once with, actually, twi- well, three times, I guess, with uh, oh. Mike Barfield. Yes. Oh, but that yeah. may have all been the same trip. I don't remember. Ah. Too many soda waters and limes. We played the, we played the uh, part in the plaza outside of the Grand Ole Opry, the new Opry, which oh, is nice. located by the mall, which is, you know, kind of, kind of cheesy. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and we got to take a walk through the theater, see where all the magic happens. Not the Ryman, that's downtown. It used to be there. They moved it out to the suburbs and stuff like that, so it was fun. And they played some random bar uh, sometime with them. And then I was there for the Summer Nam show a couple years ago in the old Broadway. Very cool. So your friend Keith, who was there last night, right? Keith and his gal Sandy were there. Yep, they were there last night. So he shared with us that because we got a really good response from them, from the, everybody in the bar there. And, and Keith told us that that's not normal for Nashville audiences. Que paso? Well, if you're not on Broadway, where all the bars are, and if you're sort of just like maybe even in the suburbs or whatever, sometimes the there's just a lot of musicians there. They get a little bit arm crossy and stand in the corner and kind of silently judge you. Arm yeah. Crossy. That's I like that. That's the, name of the, that's the name of my new record. My new solo record. Arm Crossy. You know, it's kind of it's it's tough when you're in a town like that where there's so much talent and so many people trying to make a dent, uh, you know, in their own careers or whatever to really kind of stand out. So I think sometimes people get, you know, we get judged a little bit more harsh. But um, that crowd was not that crowd. That crowd was into the show. Uh, they were... A couple guys and girls were singing along with almost every single song uh, that we play, especially the, the hardcore Irish stuff. So, yeah, good crowd, good turnout, good food. I thought the food was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I forgot to eat. I, I figured, yeah, you missed it. Uh, but I will say the the, the singing took me off guard. Uh, we've played, you know, we played a lot of those places, and they all claim to be Irish pubs. Yeah, and, and again, you could be an Irish pub and not have fucking singing. I'm just saying. But that was shocking at the level and the enthusiasm that they had. Yeah, on, you know, on those songs, I, I, I just, I was just taking it back. I kind of did a double thing on the on the vocal part. Then, you know, the upcoming vocal part. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, they were loud. So yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a a neat little trick if you could pull it off. You know, if you're going in to do something like that, you're going into to, to a big town like that, a big music town, then you can... Obviously, the Lost Patty is not on the strip or it's not in the... It's not maybe a focal point of uh, live, live music or entertainment, but that, that, that will be on the map. That place will be on the map because he did it right. He put a stage... The stage is definitely not big. It's not tall, as I found out in, in Athen Rye when we jumped up. Oh, oh, there's this city. But still, he did it right. He put the right sound in. He put the right foot in and the right foot out. And he shook it all about. So he just, you know. Well, I definitely think it's a great neighborhood bar for that neighborhood. Big time. Big time. So we get a lot of local folks. And hotels. But, yeah, and a hotel. I mean, literally attached to a hotel yeah. just about. But, um, you know, if he gets the right group in there, and, uh, like us, and... Uh, just puts up a little sign somewhere. He'll draw some other people in from other parts of the city, I believe. 
No question. Yep. Um, uh, just a little uh, little sto- little story from the night. So we were starting to do a, a song off the new record, Blackmatic, available at a truck stop near you. We were uh, we were about to do one of the songs, and as I usually do, I usually do a, you know a little bit of drivel before the song, and I started making fun of jar. No, so I back up. So I said, "Any Irish here?" There's a bunch of Irish people. Any Scottish here? Few, but there were some. I said, "Any Welsh here?" Dead silence. And I said, "Good." And they were like, "Huh?" I said, yeah, they're not welcome here. All I said, and then I, I proceeded to make fun of them. Fast forward to the end of the night, or a second set, where, you know, we're well into the night, and it's everybody's having a great time. Uh, <laughs> bus load. Marker. A bu- yeah, a bus load. What's a, a gaggle is a thing. Is a bus is a, let's just call it a ton of Welsh rugby players show up. With their American counterparts or their their whatever rivals, whatever they show up from after playing, and uh, and who gets on the mic? Mihal from Rath Mines. That's guess who was making fun of the Welsh, <laughs> right? So we're kind of we're on a stage where you know we're we're plugged in, kind of captive audience, and. Uh, so I, I I got real tough I just bowed out the chest I said Heidi Fucking take care of them So she did So she smacked a couple of, She went for the big guy Knocked him down and That's then how you do it It was over Yeah, yeah The biggest, biggest guy him. She went over to him And she She took his purse And she slapped him And he fell And uh, he said Oh And she said Yeah And it was over No but it, it all seems Great fun and uh, just uh, uh, you know, if you're a rugby player, uh, how about you spend more time practicing and less time doing silly limericks? And uh, what is it with, dances? What is singing. it with rugby players and singing nursery rhymes? Ameri- well, let's just say it's mainly the American rugby team that was singing the just completely goofy only, shit. Only, only the American team. Monday is a Welsh day. Tuesday is a makeup day. Thursday is a hugging day. Friday is yeah, which is. The same, exact same shit we used to hear from this rugby team used to hang out at Fido in Austin. We, we would run into them like every other time we played there. Hey, Chad, can you watch your language? I did play. It was just as if we had to listen to them for like a couple of hours while we were getting our, our gear set up. And it was extremely annoying. Cut your roads. Take me home. To the place. I'm a faster. Yeah. The Welsh... The Welsh team were they were singing stuff too, but it was like uh, well, they, well put. Together. Yeah, they did Wild Rover. They did uh, no, their, no, their no, own no, version no, no. of it. No, they sang Welsh traditional Welsh yeah, yeah. songs. I know that that they also sang Wild Rover after that. The, the, the Welsh I was going to say the Welsh one was my favorite one because I didn't, I'd never heard that before. So it was much better than yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Heidi, you know, was was completely. Uh, what, what, smitten by all those guys? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think Flummoxed is more of those. <laughs> I just add a little more context to the whole sequence of events here. The, the reason why you started making fun of the Welsh is because you were about to sing Delilah, which was from by Tom Jones. Was from oh. Wales. Just in case we start out that detail. Yeah. You weren't Sir just Tom doing it out of, out of nowhere. Yes. Although you, nobody should put that past you either. <laughs> you don't really need a reason. That's exactly Make fun right. of anybody. Yeah, but that's why that happened. They all get it, and, and they were too. Like they were totally, totally polite and everything. Nobody gave a shit about whatever you know. Me all was accusing you of. 
No, but I mean, yeah. that's the thing. There's never, yeah. even even if you're from Oklahoma, you, you know, it, as, as bad as the, the ribbon gets, it never, it's never, it's never offensive. Well, it's funny too, is that they got up, the, the Welsh team came up and they sang that traditional uh, Welsh song, which, which was really fascinating to listen to. And uh, it was a call and response thing where the coach was up there singing this really, really thick Welsh accent, whatever. I couldn't understand the damn thing they were saying, of course. And then the the, 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 uh, the entire team would, would, would shout back in response with uh, whatever the appropriate response anyway. But, uh, you know, after that, and then they said, okay, and then went back to the, to the other end of the pub to keep drinking. And we all got back on the bike and said, well, you know what? I've never, this is the shyest rugby team I've ever seen. Did you come, you're in a pub. Are you finished singing? Are you honestly finished singing? Get back up here and give them a hard time. And they came back and kept singing. And but unfortunately, the that was followed by the Americans coming and doing their goofy ass shit. Very very fun. So are we going to move on then to uh, to Fredericksburg, Virginia? Yeah, I think so because we're running out of tape. We are tape. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh yes, Fredericksburg. So Fredericksburg uh, coffee. Uh, how many how many thumbs up do we give it? 3.5 I don't know which one was that I don't remember Agora I think we're going to give it 5 but why because they didn't do they they didn't abhor us with uh, with uh, Christ music that's attracted at half a star for that baby crying oh that's that but you shouldn't have kicked it that drove me out it was sleeping out of the building yeah then then you left and it quieted down and came back in and started crying again Yeah. yeah It wasn't really crying. Yeah, yeah, you did. And he also kicked him while he was sleeping. Anyway, so uh, we're at a place called uh, Casey's Music Hall, music, music alley, music pandemonium, music. Anyway, so Casey's. Now that was another. That was another strange booking in that it was uh, Debbie who does the booking there. uh, Jumped on it immediately. However. She she uh, wrestled Wednesday away from me, and she we ended up doing Thursday, and uh, I think they canceled line dancing or something to have us in there. And there was another band that wanted to be in there. They're from North Carolina, called uh, Hope and Prayers. No, 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 called uh, Soap and Dishes. No, uh, Faith and Scars. Faith, yeah, yeah. Faith, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, so it was Luke, Logan, and Roger. Uh, from Faith and Scars with the drum machine and interesting uh, I, I thought their best up was their originals yeah. I, I, I was crazy about the covers uh, but good guys and uh, very very eager very you know their uh, Saturday night gig castle had our friends in Nashville tried to hook them up uh, to no avail but uh, still everybody just you know the music community is such a such a good good group to have on your side um, so but we we enjoyed we enjoyed listening to those guys and they did a they did a tight 45 really nice too and they were bringing water to us during our show yeah and afterwards and, you know they didn't have to hang around back ropes and they did you know foot massage it's interesting to see especially a young band like that being so heavily influenced by music that was you know from the late 80s or so like well, they, they, they mentioned Guns N' Roses as an influence. But they what? Sounded, they sounded more to me like, uh, I don't Bones know. Bones and Bon Jovi kind of stuff. Your name is Christmas Eve, babe. But better, better, he's a way better singer than Bon Jovi. 
say that. Yeah, good guys, good guys, good guys. And then back before that, and then uh, uh, ECH, Eric, and Mr. Drums went to uh, went to New York. Uh, Chad and uh, Heidi met them, met them in Philadelphia. Yeah. On the way back, and, and did you play some shows, Eric? I played a uh, Memorial Day concert with my buddy Sean J. Kennedy with his uh, Hickory Brass Ensemble at some cemetery, and it was fun. I played uh, Triangle and uh, Firebell. He's square. And snare. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the whole thing started. He saw the set list, and they were playing William Tell Overture, which has a killer triangle part in it. And jokingly, I said, you need a triangle player. He's like, yes, and I need you to play snare drum with me on Downfall of Paris, and you can play Firebell on Penny Lane, and you can play tambourine on the other stuff. And so I, I did. Went up there, played a show, and came back, and we played a show. House party. Yeah. Ain't nothing like a house party. Yeah. Uh, in Broomall, and then, uh, and, uh, I departed for a couple of days, came back, and met Chad and Heidi in the, in the down, in the, in the, in the town of Philadelphia. And, uh, good old time. Yeah, we wound up, well, we went to my favorite bar down there, there at, uh, Tattooed Mom first. But then we wound up at O'Neill's, which is where Eric and I had started drinking <laughs> when we went, when we were hanging out in Philly last September. Uh, we wound up hanging out there for quite a while. Yeah. I lost count of how many rounds we had there. I, when I got the bill, it seemed like we had a lot. It was big. <laughs> Thank goodness we had a gig on Thursday. <laughs> Just on that note, too, you know, I said that we, that we couldn't, you know, we couldn't leave for the tour before the papers were signed on something like Rockville. But I'm going to say something else. The tour doesn't happen. Rockville doesn't happen. Nothing fucking happens if Sinead and Tim don't put us up. And that uh, takes such good care on it. Just do everything. Uh, my sister Sinead my brother-in-law Tim and uh, my nephew Patrick absolutely just did everything for us and put us up and we stayed a few days with them and and, uh, just without them this thing doesn't happen and we're just we're just so so grateful to them for and and Tim actually made an appearance on last week's Slapper cast so uh, if you want to hear Mr. Mason Mr. Mason Dixon uh, go watch that episode listen to that episode very very good but yeah. all 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 thanks and praise upon the Sinead Tim Patrick Kira for your own thing yeah they, they sold half our shirts on the uh, yeah private party we're with out thanks Lori Memorial Day party in their backyard uh, Heidi yes yes stop trying to sleep <laughs> I see you there uh I, I know we're only halfway through, but uh, favorite gig? Favorite gig? Ooh. Yeah, you gotta pick one. Ah, uh, that's tough. Eric, you have a favorite? Uh, Chad, do you have a favorite? Yeah, Hibernia. Hibernia? Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, Hibernia was good. Good way to start. I like the Lost Patty. Lost Patty was a great, great surprise, for sure. Yeah. What's that place in uh, Asheville we played? Oh, yeah. Jack of the Wood. Jack of the Wood was great. I like, I like Jack of the Wood. That was fun. That was a fun show. Very, very fun. I think I think we should start killing songs. I've been yes, waiting for this please. all night. Who's got a song, Heidi? You, you're going to 
this time. I do? Yeah. Well, the only reason I, have, I picked this song is because we were somewhere recently. Oh, at, at, uh, at uh, the Lost Patty last night. And they have one of those jukeboxes that yes. all the kids rave about, those internet jukeboxes now. And uh, where they show like videos and stuff like that if you pick the song. And uh, this Toby Keith uh, oh. video kept popping up for whatever his new shitty song is. And it made me think of all the other shitty Toby Keith songs that are out there. So my pick for the week to kill is uh, I Love This Bar by Thank you. Toby Keith. Fuck that song. And uh, it's just, again, it's like the worst of the worst country music. Uh, the, my, my, my least favorite part of the song is when like there's like that fake crowd yes. that goes, woo! Uh, in the last chorus and then they sing along in the second half of the last chorus which I despise that in most any song that has that yeah so and it's just very pandering too of course like, yeah. Your mouth. yeah I like horses and they're really cool and cars and trucks and all that fucking crap that sing it Chad name drop yeah you know, my, my fans like to drink and they like bars so I'm gonna sing about bars and, then, and, then the, and the, the best the, 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 the coda to this whole thing is that somebody talked him into putting his name on a, a chain yes. uh, restaurant thing called Toby Keats I Love This Bar Bar and Grill <laughs> like the fucking stupidest name for any establishment of any genre anytime I'll say it again Toby Keats I Love This Bar Bar and Grill <laughs> What in the fuck was somebody I love, thinking? Uh, I love this bar, bar. Yeah, it can't be just. I don't know. It can't. I don't know. And a lot of them have since folded and closed. So probably I, I will take that as a win. Yeah. So you are, are you renouncing your your membership to his fan club? Is that what you just said? Is that what I'm hearing? I didn't pay my dues last month. So. Ah. Uh, okay. yeah, and, and his faux liberalism is another thing that's on earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a whole other story. All right. Very good. Who's next? No, no, no. You got a rescue son. So I got a rescue son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, or a, an album, whatever. Uh, a, a, a song by a, a band that a lot of people know for uh, their biggest hit uh, back in the 60s, a band called The Left Bank, uh, B A N K E. They had a huge hit with a song called Walk Away Renee, but that's not the song I want to say because it's too obvious. The song I want to say by them is She May Call You Up Tonight. Uh, it is a perfect, perfect little pop song. And um, the Left Bank uh, has been known for their Baroque rock because they are English and they have harpsichord in some of their songs. But this particular song is just a very sweet and lovely two and a half three minute little slice of pop music that'll make you feel good about yourself cool. yeah. left bank left Lee. bank good 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 she may call you up tonight alright Chad you up okay let's go alright Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews <laughs> dead <laughs> tell us why Chad you're welcome <laughs> I, I really want to again Patrick and I were talking about this earlier before the show. Like I, I, I could kill his entire kind of life because I just can't fucking stand the guy. And uh, I just don't like. It's not like I don't I dislike him personally. This is the case with most of these people. This is the way he sings. Um, give us a few bars. Oh, I was. 
I always think about Vance Gilbert, who's, who's a really brilliant singer-songwriter guy. I've seen him play, I've seen him perform a bunch of times in Houston. And there was one time I went to go see him, and he was dogging Dave Matthews the entire night. And he kept he kept launching into these these uh, you know deliberately crappy versions of Crash into Me, going Crash into Me, and deliberately like cracking his voice in this completely unmusical way. Says so he just kept saying, "That's not music. What what the hell is that?" All right, there's a lot of hate in the room. Can you yeah. ask you a song now, please? <laughs> I think. I may have mentioned this record on the show before oh. for some other reason, but for fuck's sake, I'm going to say it again. Uh, Bang with a Beat by Bing Crosby, which is an album I, I find most people just don't know about. They know Bing Crosby, but they don't know this record. It was a, a record he put out in the late 50s, you know, towards the you know, latter latter days of his career with a sort of a, a fr- I guess you'd call it a Frisco jazz band. I think they're from San Francisco. And it sounds... I, mean, I don't know the difference between like you know West Coast as, as opposed to like New Orleans jazz, but really great band playing a bunch of uh, old jazz standards, like including Mac the Knife is on there, and uh, just great stuff. And it's all recorded live in the studio. There's no, I don't think there were any overdubs or anything like that. And it's just, it's just, it's just really fucking good. <laughs> So I highly recommend it everybody who listen to that. Being with a beat. Alright. Very good. But we're gonna let Ivy headline. Ivy Ivy headline. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna do uh, a song I'm gonna kill. Hey, I'm gonna end uh, headline. We're building the up. Uh, song I'm gonna kill is uh, was also played a few nights back at the Lost Patty, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it's a band called Kings of Leon, which I didn't know their name. And the song is uh, Sex on Fire. And... Yeah. Yeah, I heard it once and I said, oh, that's annoying. And then I heard it twice. And I said, all right, somebody's got it. Then I heard it again last night. And uh, I, had to, I had to have Heidi beat up the whole busload of Russell to get the taste out. It was awful. So... Why do I hate the song? No idea. I just think it's just so fucking. It sounds whiny. The guy's voice is not. Who, who is that? Is it that guy that was on the show with the thing? Was it somebody like else on the show? I don't know. I think he was on the Voice, maybe. I have no idea, but I, I I didn't know the name of the song or the or the name of the band. Chad had to look it up for me. Chad, what's that one? Wait, you sang it a few times I didn't recognize it. Yeah, but I was like, ah, da, 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 da. Just, ah. But you, it, you eventually remember to snatch up the lyrics. That's yes. That's when I finally, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, you, you think he's, he's like singing about good sex or something, but he sounds like he's complaining. <laughs> Just the sound of his voice. Like, like he's saying that she might, ah, she might need a cream or something like that for that. Sex is on fire. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. He's a moitman or something. Yeah. Get a salve. <laughs> Call your gyno. He'll take care of it. Yeah. So that was just, I, I just, I, I hated that song ever since I first laid ear on it. And then, uh, so, so I'm, I'm torn. I'm, 
the one I was going to do was Ian Jury and the Buckheads, but I'm actually going to. I'm going to switch gears. We're going to knack, and I'm not talking my shit other than that. I'm talking uh, some of their later work. Uh, I have a few of the records, and um, just been uh, kind of on that kick. There's a there's a Tom Petty aspect. There's also a definite Beatles feel to it. There's also uh, a very, very, very knack. The knack always seemed like inmates to me, in that they were always thinking about sex and always wanting, <laughs> you know, always. I mean, just girls, girls, girls on there, you know. And every single song is about, and it's cool. It's just, yeah, yeah. I understand. I was there. Still am. So they have a they have a record called Serious Fun, and. There's uh, yeah, a couple, couple, a couple of lighter tracks on it, but for, for the most part, very, very good record. And just very, 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 you know, if you like My Sharona, which to me, I'm not crazy about My Sharona, the, the song would be dead if it wasn't for that guitar solo. That guitar solo yeah. is fucking epic. That guitar solo and the guitar solo on uh, Street. Baker Street, thank you, God. Oh, yeah. The guitar solo on Baker Street. Refresh your memories, kids. Go listen to it. Jerry Rafferty. Jerry Rafferty's. Oh, my God. Uh, and Running with the Light, how about that? Woo! Yeah. Lionel Richie, listen to that guitar solo. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, the, the Knack, you wouldn't think it, but they have got some very incredible harmonies and great guitar work and. It's just it's it's pop. It's definitely not a hard rock record, which is something that surprises me. But it's just a it's just a, got a lot of gears, got a lot of color, got a lot of life to it, and they're always singing about women. Was it's uh, it's all right with me. There's a live uh, there's a live knack thing out there somewhere that I used to have on. Oh my god, on fucking believe those four guys just tearing up the theater like yes they want to burn the shit down yeah. they were a rock and roll band they were really 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 good when they were all alive yeah yeah I was, I was amazed to hear when Doug Finger ended up dead yeah Bruce Carey the drummer too yeah yeah yeah. way too young far too young and, and, and still and still in their prime when, when you know I'd seen them I saw them in Houston but ah yeah I'll so, dynamite show out of this world anyway so, the knack, if you care to, that's it. So, anyway, headliner. And just kids, so you know, we're dumping Heidi on a plane today. So, Tuesday, she'll be gone. But Here you, you need to come and check her out because she lit the fucking East Coast on fire this job. So, yes. we, uh, we're very, very, very impressed. And uh, she is absolutely wrecked because we made her do all the heavy lifting she had to do all the all the work, but gonna haze a new girl. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So anyway, okay. Again. All right, most depressing song. <laughs> Dust in the wind. Oh, you're still, on the, you're still on the Kansas kick. Nice. Gotta go. Uh, and you know, I I have friends that play the you know, fiddle solo beautifully. Great, you know. Great little riff in there, but I still can't stand the song. <laughs> yeah. 
It's also been overplayed. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People Absolutely. say, oh, can you play Dust in the Wind? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too depressing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of strange if you think about it, that that song got to be so popular, considering how depressing it is. It's fine. Yeah. All you are is Dust in the Wind. Yeah, that's it, how pal. sad. Yeah. Like, life is over. And going back on a plane to Phoenix to the desert. Ah. <laughs> really just literary. dust in the wind there, now. There really is dust in the wind out there. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So that's that. And then uh, a good bring it back. I would um, love to hear more Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Yes. Can't get enough of Glenn Campbell. And the orchestrations and the guitar playing and the yeah, he's a massive so what's one song you would you would choose of his alright let's listen to this I'll pick our favorite Glenn Campbell song go ahead oh, yeah. you gosh words. there's so many I already got mine okay you go first cause I'm thinking I don't know. yeah you go first she's, she's gotta think I'm thinking <laughs> at 3 in the morning 3.20 just come back yeah come back to me alright what do you got Jed uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, too. Wichita Lineman, I know it's an obvious one, but it's, it's an incredible song. I know he didn't write it, but it's, that's awesome. That's, that's Jimmy Webb. did write it. Jimmy Webb. Okay, he did. We didn't, yeah, we didn't ask who wrote it. We said favorite song. So, Eric, what's yours? Uh, actually, another Jimmy Webb song, uh, strangely enough, called Where's the Playground Susie? And uh, if you haven't heard it, go fucking check it out right now. Go stop. Hit pause on this thing and go find Glenn Campbell's version of Where's the Playground Susie. It's another, yet another, yet another in a string of songs that Jimmy Webb has written about the same girl. <laughs> and it's remarkable that this one girl affected his life so badly that all this positive, like, beautiful music came out of it. Including, by the time I get to Phoenix, including Playground Susie, including MacArthur Park, MacArthur Park including... Okay. Rice on Cowboy. Rice on Cowboy. Cowboy. But, Come on. Yeah, no. But, like, literally four or five songs that are huge hits for Jimmy Webb and others are from this one girl. What about Galveston? Oh, that, that's the one. Galveston? Galveston. See, yeah. see, that, see, that's what I was going to think. Well, see, no. you can, well, Galveston's a, a, actually an anti-Vietnam uh, Vietnam War protest song. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah but even still, we, we were just asking uh, without, without the fucking... You know, without the firing squad, that, that, that that's my favorite only because that actually Rhinestone Cab was my favorite because that was the first one I ever heard. It's a good one. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why Galveston. Uh, and and uh, you know, there are no rules here, but I'll, the reason why I like Galveston is because that fucking melody, and I, I would listen to it when I was going down there, when I was taking taking the kayak down or going for a run or just going to sit the beach. Yeah, that. That, like Mark Knopfler's voice and his guitar go together. That melody and that song and that island go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mean something to where my, you know, my this skin of my arms, the hair of my arms, would stand up listening to that song. That was such a beautiful, beautifully written piece. But all that aside, Glenn Campbell played the living shit out of that song. He he just he owned it and. 
outrage. So that song, that song actually means a lot to me. But that and Rhinestone Cowboy. So I'll, I'll take Rhinestone Cowboy. And so what does uh, Galveston do to you? Me? Yeah. Oh, I just love the melody. And I, I, I did a Glenn Campbell tribute show, and I love playing that one. Did you have any recordings of you doing that? No, I don't. How do we know what happened? <laughs> well, what? I've never told a lie, that's what you yeah. <laughs> Until today. Yeah. Another good one, it's only make believe. I like that one too. Good melody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had a he had a he had a really uh just a, a nice uh, always had such a such wonderful uh, versions of those songs. He just he just had such a great grasp of music. When you watch him play and you watch him sing, and especially with his family, with his uh, with his sons and daughters, when you see him, like, that's a, that's just somebody who's who's attached not only uh, you know through the soul, but you know every fiber of his being is involved in that, in those songs. It's Really, something to Glenn Campbell was an absolute legend. Legend. One of my favorite memories of, of uh, goes back to Fado. So I think it was after we finished playing some particularly rough show out there. It might have been in the middle of summer or something. And we were playing music. We we're still playing music through the PA as we we're breaking down for some reason. Maybe it was. It must have been a New Year's show. I can't remember why. Because normally we wouldn't do that, but you like were—I can't remember what it was—but Mike deliberately put on Galveston just to see your reaction. Because I, I don't know if you had asked for it, but it was almost like the, the music just took control of you. It just like you, you started, you know, doing what you do and enacting the, the lyrics and everything. And Mike was just watching you and laughing. Yeah. It's so, yeah. All in all, children. Ladies and gentlemen, pets, friends, uh, Welshmen, we are uh, homeward bound, and by the time you hear this, we'll be uh, safe and sound, and feeding the ground, and Houston Town, and all the rest will be, uh, you know, just wonderful seeing everybody out on the road, and we're going to be out west at uh, the end of July and August, so uh, check those tour dates out, which we have a bunch of people coming to Vegas, so if you, if you want to come out for a good time at Mandalay Bay... We have your summer planned. Yeah, we we just added a bunch of Obama states for the for the rest of the year too. Thanks to the West Coast, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, July. This, yeah. this, is happening, this is happening before we oh, yeah. the West Coast. We're going to be playing at Obama on uh, July sixteenth, and then we'll be back there again after we get back from from the West Coast. Yeah, great seeing you all. Thanks for listening. And, and uh, I don't know if Chad told you, but you should sign up on the mailing list. Should. There's a whole lot more dates coming. Yeah. There's a Montana date coming. There's a. Oh, God, it's great shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Thank Eric. You. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, John Boy. Bye, Pop. All right. Thanks, y'all. Cheers. Right. See, that was easy.